You're listening to the St. Mark's Podcast for November 26, 2023, the last Sunday after Pentecost, Christ the King. Today's sermon was given by the Reverend Richard Williams. It's based on Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. I have to tell you, I am a fan of the Academy Awards. I love the Academy Awards. As a matter of fact, I think they'll be coming up in January. It's my favorite television show. Every year, I tune in. As a matter of fact, I schedule my calendar so that I don't miss the Academy Awards. They're really worth waiting for every year. And if you're a movie lover, you know they're like the Super Bowl of motion pictures. My favorite television show. Now, I will add a little caveat. I'm going to make a little confession. Let you in on a little secret. I know we're all friends here, right? So no one's going to judge me. It's not really the awards that I like. It's the red carpet show. <laughs> That's right. It's the red carpet pre-show. It's the red carpet pre-show, the glitz, the glamour, the fashion, the styling, and of course, that all-important question, who are you wearing? It's all about the fashion and who's wearing what. Now, for as long as I can remember, I've had a liking for fashion and fashion design. I've always been fascinated with clothes. I don't know really when this intrigue began, but I do recall between the ages of 9 and 13, my parents would host the most grand family reunions and holiday parties. All of my siblings would return home. We'd had dozens and dozens of neighborhoods and neighborhood friends, and everyone would be dressed to the nines. This was always a big deal. I'd be happy to see my siblings and all the other guests, but the real excitement for me was the anticipation of seeing who was wearing what. I wanted to see what everyone was wearing. My driveway, as a matter of fact, would transform into my own little runway. I'd be up in my bedroom window, watching the cars pull up, my face pressed against the window pane, waiting for the folks to get out of their cars, all to see who was wearing what. This is my own little driveway runway. And somehow, the excitement about fashion and clothes that stayed with me. Now, I believe that clothes do say a lot and do a lot for a person. We're all familiar with the phrase, dress for success. Most of us, if not all of us, we pay a measure of attention to what we wear. We pay attention to how we look and what we represent when we get dressed. Well, in our text today, Paul is writing to the believers in Colossae about how to dress. The church in Colossae, it's a new church. They're learning a new way, but they're experiencing some conflicts amongst themselves. Paul's letter to the believers is to encourage them, and he gives them a dress code. It's a spiritual dress code. It's a way to dress for life, even in the midst of their change and their, and their challenges. But more importantly, friends, 
It's how to dress for eternal life. Now I think we would all agree that in the past few years, we've faced some exceptional challenges ourselves. We've experienced change. We've experienced conflict. Surely we all remember the crazy pandemic years. Everything about life as we knew it changed. We had to live a new way. We had to worship a new way. And it definitely created conflict amongst us. Should we open? Should we close? Should you wear a mask? Shouldn't you wear a mask? Should you get vaccinated or not? And then let's not forget the most recent issues that has plagued us in this last year. The social and political divide in our country. The religious and racial tensions in our midst. Friends, these are the conflicts that challenge us in our own culture and divide us. So imagine Paul's words to the church in Colossus, echoing over the ages, echoing over the generations, and landing right here today to encourage us as well. In Paul's letter, he lays out a collection. It's a collection of qualities and virtues and characteristics that becomes our spiritual dress code. It's our way of life that makes us followers of Jesus. And it enables us to live holy lives, even in the midst of change and challenge. You see, saints, holy living is our grateful response to God's great love to us. Holy living is our grateful response to God's great love for us. It's a way of being. It's a way of relating to one another. And friends, there's a dress code for that. Let's take a look at the scriptures. If you have your Bibles open, we can unpack this together. We're going to begin the reading with verse 12. Follow along with me. I believe the scripture is in your bulletin as well. Verse 12 begins, Therefore, as God's chosen one, holy and beloved. Immediately, Paul reminds the believers who they are. He reminds them whose they are. He reminds them that they're God's chosen, holy, and beloved. They're chosen of God. Saints, this is our story as well. We are chosen of God. From the very beginning, we've been given the privilege of being chosen by God. This speaks to the decision in the heart and mind of God to save us. To save us even before the creation of time. Friends, it speaks to the free grace that he's poured out over a helpless people. That's us. We earn God's wrath, but instead, we received his mercy. Think about that one for a moment. We were chosen and given mercy instead of death. How should we respond to such an extravagant gift? Gratefully. We should respond gratefully. As chosen ones, our response is gratefulness. God chose us, and we respond with gratitude. This reminds me of a personal experience of mine. When I was a student at Pivot, I learned about this amazing choir, the Teen Challenge Choir. 
I got the opportunity to hear them, and they were simply magnificent. It was a small ensemble. They sang three and four part harmony effortlessly. Perfect, perfect pitch every time. Just extraordinary. But even beyond their singing abilities, there was just something about this group, something about this choir. They walked with such great character. They walked in humility with a spirit of excellent, yet servant attitudes. The choir uniforms even had an appeal of reverence. I can still see the burgundy and gold polo-style shirts. And I wanted so badly to join this choir. And the word was, they were not easy to get in. I remember my audition clearly. It was pretty intense. And after doing everything the choir director asked me to do, from singing the scales to singing Amazing Grace, at the end of the audition, he turns to me and he says, Richard, we'll see you in about three days. You'll get a decision. Um, three days? Those were the longest three days of my life. Are you kidding? Well, three days did pass by. And I got a call to the practice room. When I arrived there, they gave me a white envelope. I slowly opened the envelope, and it read, congratulations, you've been chosen to join the Teen Challenge Choir. And friends, a few days later, I got my burgundy and gold polo shirt. And my heart was so full of gratefulness, I was so thankful, I could hardly contain myself. I was chosen to sing with the choir. And in that moment, I promised and committed to live and represent everything that choir did. Now, by no means does being chosen to sing on the Teen Challenge Choir compare to being chosen by God, friends. Being chosen by God is way better being chosen by God, it makes us beloved. It makes us special. It makes us holy. And we respond by living holy. And friends, living holy requires a wardrobe change. And Paul tells us the spiritual dress code by which we must dress in order to do that. Go back with me to verse 12. As God's chosen ones, holy and, and, and beloved, Clothe yourself with compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Paul describes our new wardrobe saints. Paul says, clothe yourself with compassionate hearts, kindness, meekness, humility, and patience. In other translations, this reads, put on, therefore. It says, put on, therefore, compassionate hearts, and kindness, and humility, and meekness, and patience. Put on, therefore. Now, just a little Bible study tip. The word therefore in scripture is a very unique word. 
When you see the word therefore, it's a reminder to remember what came before in the previous verses. So Paul says here, put on therefore. So earlier in this chapter, in verse 5 and 7, Paul gives a list of 10 things that we are to put off. Since we have now died and raised in Christ, there were 10 things we are to put off. Paul says, put to death in you what is earthly. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness. He says, you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. So those verses, Paul listed the things we are to put off. And then in our text, he tells us what we should therefore put on. Compassionate hearts, meekness, kindness, humility, patience. Friends, we are to put off the old self having died in Christ. We now have to put on the new self having been raised in Christ. Compassionate hearts, meekness, kindness, humility, and patience. It's taking off the past life and it's putting on the new life. Baptism is symbolic of this very declaration. Taking off the old and putting on the new. I read in the early church, and even in some churches today, baptism candidates took off their old clothes before going into the water. And then they dressed in new white robes when they came out of the water. This signified an entirely new way of living taking off the old and putting on the new. My baptism at Pivot was very similar to that. Now, I didn't take off the old clothes before going into the water, but I did publicly renounce my old way of life, naming those things that I was putting to death. Unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, addiction, a life of drugs. And then I declared that the old man would die under the water and the new man will raise up out of the water, putting on the new life, putting on the new. Amen. I really like the way Eugene Peterson puts it in the Message Bible. He says, so chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe that God picked out for you compassion and kindness, humility and quiet strength and discipline. Friends, he's saying you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item in your new life is custom made by God. It has his label on it. It's designed by God, a new wardrobe designed for your new life in Christ. God designed it. It's his collection. It's our dress code to live holy lives. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with a fashion runway show or if you've ever been to one, but it's where a designer presents his clothing line. He presents his clothing collection. And whenever a designer creates a collection, he has a finale piece. The finale piece is that last piece of the collection that brings the entire collection together. Each item in that collection has its own voice, but the finale piece... It's that last garment of the collection 
that ties the collection together in perfect harmony. Friends, our new spiritual wardrobe, yeah, it has a finale piece as well. Go with me to verse 14. Let's, I'll read that aloud. Paul writes, and above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So above all saints, above compassion, above kindness, above humility, above meekness, above patience, above all, clothe yourself with love. It binds everything together in perfect harmony. Each one of us here, we're different in our own way. We each have our own voice. But above all, love, like that finale piece in the collection, it brings us all together. Bearing with one another, forgiving one another, not out of tolerance, but for the heart concern and the well-being of one another. You see, from Paul's perspective, it's love that brings us together. It makes our differences compatible. It's love that binds everything in perfect harmony. So you've been raised anew in Christ. God's given you a new spiritual wardrobe that displays your new life in him. But even so, there's the daily challenges of life every day, day in and day out. People aren't fair to us. Life isn't always fair. The job's extremely stressful. The neighbors are difficult. The kids are misbehaving. Even in this past year, we've had our own unique set of challenges. Even in your personal space, there's been pain. There's been sickness and perhaps even death. These are the life challenges to wearing our new clothes. So how in the world do we manage to wear our new clothes with these challenges every day? Yeah, you guessed it. Paul tells us how to do that too. We'll complete the reading verses 15 and 17. Follow along with me. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. Be thankful that the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Friends, you know, this, this scripture, this was my aha moment. It made me realize that we... The body of Christ, we can only come together when the peace and the word of God rule and dwell within us. It's when the Prince of Peace himself is in his rightful place, ruling in our hearts. Saints, that's Jesus. That's Jesus Christ. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the word of God. Let peace rule. Let it preside in our hearts. Let it just sit there as king. Let it govern and guide our thoughts toward one another. It's only by Christ's peace and God's word that we can even wear our new clothing. So who are you wearing? 
Are you still wearing the clothes from your past? Or have you put off the old and you've clothed yourself in the new? Maybe you find yourself changing between wardrobes. You know, when we're here or in some other Christ-like setting, it's real easy to wear the Christ collection. But what about on the job? What about where there's that unfair and unforgiving boss? Or that coworker you don't like because he's different from you? Or at home with a family member or neighbor who pushes all of your buttons? Or perhaps there's that group of people you just don't quite see eye to eye with. It's not so easy then. So we hold on to some of the few garments from the, pre- from the previous wardrobe. Intolerance, unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, hatred. It's tempting to hold on to those things just simply to deal with life. But friends, when we put on the wardrobe God picked out for us, it's time to do some spring cleaning. We have to get rid of the old clothes. Even in my own house, every year I go through my closet and I get rid of the things I'm no longer going to wear. Friends, Paul is asking us and telling us to do the same thing. In verse 8, he says, you must put them all away. He's telling us to do some spiritual spring cleaning. Getting rid of the old things from the old life. Put off the old and clothe yourself in the wardrobe God picked out for you. It's his original design. He custom made it for you. His label is on it. The cross of Jesus. The cross of Jesus. It's that one-of-a-kind label for us all. Jesus died on the cross so that we may have that new life and have it abundantly. He even changed his wardrobe to make it all happen. You see, he once wore a brilliant robe of righteousness and he changed it for a robe of sin and shame. Our sin and shame. All so that we may have new life. And that we may have it abundantly. And so that he may rule in our hearts forever. Saints, we have a new wardrobe. Remember the label. We're all walking that runway of life. And there is that all-important question. Who are you wearing? Amen. You can find more sermons on our website, www.stmarksnewcanon.org.